Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. It is Thursday, so it is time for This Week in Gaming, where we break down recent gaming news from the last seven days. After last week, where we literally had no news at all, I am very glad to report that this week we actually do have (laughs) some news stories to talk about this time. I am your host, Paul, and joining me, even though the game is not out yet at the time of recording... I think it's safe to say that as of the time this episode releases, you can find him running around the world of Remnant 2. It's Josh. I am so excited, you guys. This is going to be the best episode ever. Sorry. Okay, I'm okay. I had to get that out. I held that in way too long during that intro, Paul. Yeah, we've been getting like practically (laughs) daily countdowns from Josh and like, should I pre-order it now? Do I pay for it? Do I want to pay for this early access? And let me get the extra twenty (laughs) dollars. I've got a problem, guys. (laughs) My favorite is when Josh yells so loud that his mic in the uh, recording picks it up, but the Discord just goes blank. I'm like, yeah, Josh is excited. (laughs) And we're like, we're gonna hear that later. (laughs) Darn tootin' you will. (laughs) I'm assuming he's just screaming in joy. That's that's my guess. <laughs> All right, and then joining Josh and me, he is still enjoying some of his time in the world of Sanctuary, although Blizzard had a very interesting strategy when releasing season one along with a patch, and I'm curious to hear his thoughts about this a little bit later. It's Ryan. Oh, yeah. I uh, I got some opinions on this, and I watched that <laughs> whole interview and the whole little live stream they did. So, uh, yeah, we got some stuff to talk about. Yeah, funny enough, we've got like a couple Blizzard stories, but they're not really related at all. But let's kick the show off by talking about the fact that Blizzard, who of course has been using the Battle.net launcher for decades, they announced this week that they will finally be bringing a, quote, selection of their games over to Steam that is going to start with Overwatch 2, which will be made available on August 10th, which also coincides with the new season, which is bringing a new hero three PVE missions that you can buy for 15 bucks and the new flashpoint mode, which is going to be used on two new maps. Now, I don't know about how you guys feel. I love hearing this news. I have always been one to complain about having too many game launchers between all of them, between CD project reds and GOG and steam and Epic game store and Ubisoft's, whatever they call it these days, I don't even remember. It's just too much. Like, even this week, my son Jackson was wanting to play The Escapist, 
And he thought he checked all my launchers. He's like, Dad, I thought you owned it. And I'm like, yeah, it's an Epic Game Store. He's like, oh, I didn't check Epic. So it's <laughs> like, sometimes you can't even find these games that you own. I think this is good news. Let's try to keep as much as we can consolidated. Uh, what about you guys? Do you care at all that Blizzard's finally moving over to Steam? No, I, that's a that's a funny story because like just uh, just earlier I was thinking I just remembered that I still have Jedi Survivor I got for free when I built my PC, and then I'm like, <laughs> right, I, I don't even know where I have to go to to get that, and like then I'm gonna download it to what what launcher is it gonna be on, and you know to be able to get to play it. So yeah, that's I I'm I think the more easily accessible they make these games, the the better they kind of compile everything into one. Uh, I'm all for it. I love it. I, I, all roads lead to Steam, in my opinion. And I like, yep. I know that like, people are like, oh, well, we don't want big monopolies and stuff. But dude, as gamers, convenience goes a long way for us. I hate having eight different launchers. I don't know where my games are. <laughs> like, yeah. I forget what game I was going to go try to look into the other day where I was like, I'm pretty sure I own this game, just like you, Paul. And it was like, what launcher is this on? I even went back and like pulled down Ubisoft Connect. I, I went like Origin because I was like, is this EA? Is it Ubisoft? Like, which what game is this? Uh, and then I, I couldn't find it and I eventually just gave up or whatever. But I mean, let's be honest. We all like Steam. We're all used to Steam. I love the friends list in Steam. I love the fact that it's very easy to just join a friend, you know, shift tab. Hey, Paul's playing this. Ryan's playing that. Um, it, there's just so many perks to it that it's like, okay, thank you for consolidating things. I wish Blizzard was doing this, like from the vein of like, hey, let's make life easier for people. They're not. It, that's not why they're doing it. <laughs> no, it's a business decision. <laughs> yeah. Tell, tell the people all, why. Yeah, yeah but you know <laughs> why, why are be, they doing this? Because Overwatch is on the decline, and they went, man, maybe if we bring it to Steam, more people will play it at that point. You know, and it's like, like, this is like a desperation grab to say, hey, our numbers are declining. Our engagement is declining. We have to do something. We can't make the game better because that would be terrible. You know, so what are we <laughs> going to do, guys? Well, let's just put it on Steam and see if some extra people pick it up. Yeah, this is very strange. And we've even tried to talk ourselves into this in games in the past. Now, we loved the cycle when it first released, but it was a timed Epic Game Store exclusive and nobody played the game. And we were trying to talk ourselves into, okay, after a year, it's going to hit Steam. It's going to find this new audience. It's going to explode. And of course, that just didn't happen. No. Uh, Overwatch, I feel, is a big enough game that if you want to play Overwatch, you're probably already playing it. I don't know how many people are sitting around saying, you know what? I love Steam, but you know what I'm not going to download? Battle.net. So, I mean, do you guys see this bringing in a whole bunch of new people? I don't. Not at all. I, I mean, I'm sure there's some corporate chill somewhere that'll be like, oh, ever since we moved to Steam, we picked up 50,000 new users or whatever. And it's like, dude, this is not make your game better. Fix the problems with your game and people will play it. If you guys knew that there was this phenomenal game out there, but you had to go get a launcher to play it, would you would you take the effort to download the launcher so you could play this great game? Uh yeah, not only yeah. would I do that, <laughs> we've done I it. I had, I had a goofy <laughs> Russian launcher for Escape from Tarkov. Like I don't even remember what it was called. Yeah. But you I, might want to check your bank account, Paul. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know, right? I was so desperate to have more battle royales. This is in the early days when it was literally like just PUBG and whatever the H one Z one was oh, called. Yeah. Like that's like all there was. 
And I was even using a VPN to download. I think it was called Garuda, which was like a, a, a version of Steam that was used in Asia to play this game called Ring of Elysium that ended up coming to oh. America later. So it's like, I'll download those launchers if the game is worth it. I don't know that that's really holding anyone back. Um, but I will say the only one that's really kind of won me over is Epic Game Store because it's really hard to say no to these free games yeah. left and right. They're not all winners, but yeah. I have so many games in my in my Epic Game Store library that I may never play, but I love knowing that they're there. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't going to fix Overwatch's problems. I, I mean, I, it's just so funny, too, because I read an article where they were like, we care about gamers and we want to make life as easy as possible. So we're doing that for you guys. We're then, so generous. And then I just went, this is, oh my goodness, man. Like, yeah. So it, it, this is out of desperation. I mean, I'm glad they'll be on Steam. I'd rather use Steam, you know, but this is, don't pretend like you're doing this for us. Well, it's like when, you know, the court, I, I haven't worked in the corporate world in a very, very long time, but my wife does. And so it's like when they, when they come in, oh, do you want to give everybody raises? No. Do you want to make the work environment better? No. Let's throw bring you a, a cake. pizza party or bring <laughs> yeah. a cake. Like that that yeah. makes everything better. Let let's make, you know, like you said, make the game better? No. Let's just do this over here to the side and just give some fluff and then that'll that'll work instead of really getting to the core of the issues, you know. It's so it's just I I don't I don't get it, you know, but I'm calling you know. it right now. Yeah. They will offer some cosmetic if you log in via Steam. Ooh. And then they'll use that to buff their numbers to talk about how well the game is doing now that it's moved to Steam. Mark my words. Consider them marked. I also really love that Blizzard is finally putting a game on Steam and it's free to play. Yeah. So it's not like they're going to lose on income <laughs> yeah. for people paying the game and Steam keeps their cut. You know, it's pretty funny. All right, before moving on to the next topic here, Josh, will you tell the people a little bit about our Patreon? Ooh, if you love the show, if you love us, if you want to hear more of, you know, just our amazing takes and opinions on games, you can help support the show by heading over to MultiplayerSquad.com. It's super easy to sign up. Believe me, this is not a, a painful process. But you can help bring joy to the world by supporting the show, making sure that we continue on with all of the fantastic episodes that we put out there. Or just a way to say, you know what? Thanks, guys. Thanks for the for keeping me entertained on my way to work on a Monday morning or something like that. Um, it really does go a long way. We are super appreciative of it as well. But check that out over at MultiplayerSquad.com. Plus, you get a lot of perks, too. So we're kind of like, we're, we're kind of saying like, man, we're definitely making it worth it. Yeah, it's a good way for you to support what we do if you like what we do, but we also try to make it worth your investment. We're bribing you, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not going to leave you hanging. You get yeah. bonus episodes, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it's great. All right, so moving into our next topic here. Now, on this show in the past, especially between you and me, Josh, we have covered a lot of crazy gaming accessories, very goofy controllers. I mean, we covered once a guy who was playing Elden Ring where he was like squishing bananas that were connected with <laughs> wires to his computer. We talked about the furry Sonic controllers. Mm -hmm. Do you remember oh, those? Oh, I did. No, I blocked that out. Literally <laughs> covered in fur, probably getting all gross and oh, grimy. Yeah. I can't imagine wanting it. Well, there is a new product that, for my money, might take the cake for being the strangest accessory of the year, at least so far. Uh, let me ask you guys a question. Do you guys like to be fully immersed in gaming? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Do you guys like to be able to walk in the shoes of the character oh, yeah. that you're playing? Yeah, Absolutely. give me that. Yes. Give, let me be Geralt of Rivia, Paul. <laughs> what about walking in their shirt and, and feeling their pain as I, they get stabbed? I mean, some guys have pretty cool outfits. Yeah, I, I don't mind the way they look. Wait, 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 wait. What did you say I think about the getting turned stabbed the corner into the crazy? What? <laughs> yeah. Guys, this is this is crazy. All right. Ubisoft has partnered with a haptic feedback technology developer, and they are releasing a shirt that will allow you to feel like you're being stabbed in Assassin's Creed Mirage every time that Bastom is stabbed. Uh, guys, we may have. We, Sign what are up. we doing? Sign me up. That's what uh, I've always wanted. I know, man. I, love, I always wanted to feel like I was going to get stabbed. <laughs> like, I, I, I understand if you're in VR wanting to be more immersed. I don't know that the immersion I'm looking for is to feel the pain of my character while sitting at my PC. And I don't know how much this costs. I guarantee you it's going to cost a ton of money. This sounds completely wild. Is this something that you guys would be interested in, even if it were free? Because I would have zero interest in this. <laughs> I I will tell you what. I am a sucker for peripherals when it comes to gaming. I love my gaming keypad. I love going, you know, to different mice and, you know, the, the different things there. Um, lights for my monitor that flash when I play games. I, I'm a sucker for this stuff, man. Like, I like an immersive experience. I've always said, like, I want one of those treadmills for VR where it feels like you're actually walking around <laughs> yeah. and stuff because then I think maybe I wouldn't get motion sick. And I am all about the haptic feedback. We've all seen Ready Player One. You know, you put on the stuff and then you can feel it when people are touching you and stuff. And I'm like, all right, there might be some benefits to this for immersion's sake, you know. But here's the thing with this. I was on board with this. I was like, this actually looks pretty neat. Until they showed you the inside of this shirt and it's just <laughs> TENS unit sticky pads. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever used a TENS unit, but I'm old and I play sports and I, you know, I've used them. You put these two little nodes on there, you turn it on and it just basically electrocutes your muscles. That's all this is. I was like, <laughs> I thought there was going to be some super cool technology here or something. And that that's, it's just a bunch of big sticky pads. And the crazy thing about this is they show them like peeling the, the little like protector off the sticky pad. Like how many times do I have to put sticky pads into this thing? Well, that's how you monetize yeah. it. You got to yeah. buy a subscription for oh, more sticky pads. Man. Yeah, re-up the, re-up the I, sticky pads. I love the idea. I hate the implementation on this. It does seem it does seem a little weird. Yeah, I I mean, I tore my ACL getting ready for a fight in 2017, I think it was. And so I had the full knee brace. And uh, it actually, it was pretty cool um, for, the, for the full brace that had that to prevent atrophy, you know, so it would shock my muscles and do that. But I don't know if I'd want that playing a game. You know, like, I, I feel like that'd be cool. The immersion would be cool if they felt a better, if they had a better way to do it to where, I, I mean, obviously, I don't know how they would design that, but where you felt the impact without it just being a shock. Cause then you just, you just know it's a weird shock. Your muscles tighten up and it's not really feeling like a knife stab or anything like that. If they were able to make it feel like, uh, like big pressures on you, you know, that, that would be something different. But yeah, just, just, <laughs> just to shock you and then having to re up on sticky pads every, 90 days with your subscription. I, I don't know. <laughs> I like the idea. I genuinely like the idea. And it's funny because like, we'll joke around about it. But Paul, if you knew that you got stabbed and you were getting a, a shock that you did not enjoy, you're playing the game a little differently. You know what I mean? Maybe. Like you're, you're going to be but like, Josh, I don't want to get stabbed. So let me be <laughs> stealthy a little bit longer. <laughs> now, Josh, you and I have both worked in insurance in the past. 
And we both are very well aware that companies cannot open themselves up to liability. This is never going to be at the point where it's painful or anything like that. It's just simply going to be a mild sensation. Those tens units, usually you can go from like one to 20 on the power scale. I have used them a lot, like on my shoulder. I'll go straight to 12 or 13 because like I'm used to it. It's probably going to be the equivalent of like two or three. It's going to be a minor tickle at most. I was laughing in my head thinking about the idea if you had like little sensors around the body with springs that are like pushed in. And then if you got shot that the game would like release it and you'd actually get like poked in the ribs or something. That would actually be really cool. But no one's going to make that because that's just like you can't sell a product like that. But the the information about this does say things like it's set up that if you get shot in certain games, they have inside the sensation library that you'll feel the initial impact and the exit wound. And I was like, oh, that's like a really neat idea. But if it's just a minor electric shock, that's not I mean, I haven't been shot, but I don't think that's what it feels like. Um, Being stabbed also does not just feel like a minor electric shock. So this one just does not really make any sense to me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, pass. I I will say, not a sponsor. I have seen the Wooger vest. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that. It's like W-O-O-J-E-R. And I've been... I've been curious because it actually uses like haptic feedback, kind of like cell phones and stuff do. And there's multiple of them like in the vest. Now, number one, it's really pricey and it does seem gimmicky and a lot of games don't even support it. So it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know that I'd ever spend the money on it. Um, I just, I do like the idea of more immersion in a game. I just don't know that this is the way to go about it. Yeah, we may have lost our way a little bit. I love Paul, Paul's idea with the springs. So, uh, <laughs> investors, go ahead and keep your keep your ears out for the uh, multiplayer pod. Uh, you know, vest, <laughs> haptic shirt, yeah, haptic shirt <laughs> to compete with this one. <laughs> taking taking investments uh, shortly. Keep your ears out. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back with more multiplayer gaming podcast. Okay, we are back now. As many of our listeners are very well aware, Josh has been incredibly pumped is for it, Remnant 2. Is it time? Is, it's is time, it time, Josh. Oh, here we go. Now, this is very funny to me because I keep getting assaulted by cherry-picked reviews from Josh. Um, <laughs> Josh right. keeps telling me that all the reviews are fantastic. Here's right. a nine from IGN conveniently maybe leaving out some of the other reviews the one guy from vogue magazine that said this game was boring okay are you really going to take a game review from a guy from vogue magazine probably not yeah exactly but go go, go ahead josh you have read far more reviews of this than me i did watch ign's video and i read their review i have not read very much else tell us what you've been seeing in these reviews just that you know i called it perfectly Basically, you know, that I know good video games when I see them. You know, if I suggest a game to people that they should probably listen. This is not the hot takes segment, Josh. Oh, oh, dang it. (laughs) All right. Well, (laughs) no, like in all honesty, I don't know why I'm so hyped, guys. Like I I legitimately have not been this excited for a game since Cyberpunk. And we all know how that turned out. Whoa. Right. More than Diablo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I knew Diablo was going to be fun. But this game, man, I I just I I don't know. I love the first one. And it was a hidden gem. And I think that's what I like more than anything is that I think that the first game was criminally underrated. It was underknown. And it was a really, really fun experience for most people. Other than the drab world, which Paul can't tolerate, I loved almost everything about this game. Is it perfect? No. 
you know, but is it my kind of game? It is just dumb fun with friends. And for me, that stands out above a, a lot of other things. So the first game had a blast, played it with my daughter, played it with my brother-in-law, played it with a few people, always had fun with it. Lo and behold, Remnant 2 gets announced and I lose my mind because I'm like, oh, I love the first game. And we covered this months and months and months ago, you know, in, in Twig episodes and stuff like that. I get more and more excited as this game comes up and the more news we get, everything I see about it, I start fanboying out a little bit and going, oh, that looks great. Oh, they're really improving it, guys. This is going to be the best thing ever. And now I might be a little out of control. You know, <laughs> hype levels might be in a place where it's probably not healthy. I, I understand all that. But then the reviews start coming out. And guess what? IGN, 9 out of 10. Now, let's all be honest. IGN, eh, they're not my favorite review site. You know, they give everything a 7 unless it's really, really bad or really, really good. But Everything then, is between 6 and 10 yeah, with most publications. Yeah, and so it's like, okay, I discount that a little bit, whatever. But then some people that actually know games and give good reviews start coming out and saying, hey, I got to play this. Guys, this is one of the get the best games that I have played in years. I've not had this much fun playing a video game since X game or Y game or whatever. And when I start hearing that level of praise for something that I think is under the radar, it makes me want to start shouting it louder to people because like, let's be honest, one of our goals for this podcast is to put games on your radar and say, Hey, maybe you haven't heard of this game, but we think you'd enjoy it. And if you pick it up and you enjoy it, that's one of the best feelings for us. Right? I mean, I know we all love that. And so with Remnant 2, it seems like it's being very positively received. We have been covering this for a while, so it's a little bit of a victory lap. You know what I mean? At the same time to just say, hey, we've been putting it out there. We want you to enjoy video games. Here's one that you might enjoy. I may be a little crazy with my hype. I, I admit that, guys, but <laughs> I'm super pumped for this game, man. <laughs> what about you, Ryan? It seemed like you were kind of... Uh not 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 necessarily getting fully sucked into Josh's hype, but I think after watching some of the reviews, you're like, hey, this game actually does look pretty fun. So what are your impressions at this point? I think Josh is shouting from the roof t- rooftop so that uh, he can <laughs> he can get people to play with. That's what it is. <laughs> He's trying to find the rest of his squad. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I did. I mean, I, I love a good loot, looter shooter. Um, and and to me, you know, I've as I've said before, if I can get on and play with friends. To me, that's that's like the biggest part of the game. So if I can do that and we can, and it's a decent game, I'm gonna have fun. So w- watching it and and seeing the things that I saw on the reviews and kind of the in depth reviews, I'm almost enticed to get it. I was actually thinking today when I was kind of rewatching some of the stuff do this it. morning. Um, I was like, I, I may kind of want to pick do up it, this Ryan. game. Maybe I'll go run run medic and I can heal Josh. No, no, no. I got dibs on medic, but do it. Otherwise, do it, Ryan. Do it. (laughs) You know. (laughs) So here's the thing. I think for most people, if they enjoyed Remnant from the Ashes, they're going to love Remnant too. It does look like a lot of things are stepped up. The game looks a lot better. They've talked about really improving the boss fights, and I think all that stuff is great. I I don't want to sound like I'm throwing a bucket of cold water on it because I'm not, but just to maybe share a little bit of data here, because I went to Metacritic, because I was under the impression everyone's giving this game 9 or 10 out of 10 based on Josh's comments. Well, I compared From the Ashes to Remnant 2 on Metacritic, and on PC, it went up from a 78 to an 80, and on PS4, it went from a 77 to a 78. So I think it's going to be around the same quality level 
as From the Ashes. And if that is your cup of tea, if you want to play a game that's like a hybrid part Dark Souls with guns, part looter shooter, if that sounds up your alley, you're probably going to like it. And if you like the first, you're going to like this. When I was watching these reviews, I'm seeing a lot of the same stuff from the first game that really speaks to Josh and it speaks far less to me. Like the IGN review, they're bragging about, look at all these rings you can equip. Here's 70 rings on the screen at once that you can mouse over and look at stats. I don't want to spend 20 minutes browsing over pieces of gear to figure out what to equip. To me, I get choice paralysis. Uh, Give me like four rings and maybe like a store where I can buy something. That's more up my alley. The last... Well, actually, it's two last <laughs> things I'll say. <laughs> the story, as oh, soon as they no start story. talking about don't multiverse. Worry, you don't play this game for the story. The trees. But the trees. The trees, yeah. <laughs> I, I roll my eyes and I glaze over when I hear the word multiverse. I couldn't care less. There's never any stakes when you have a multiverse. I don't care. And go watch that IGN trailer. Go to any timestamp. Any timestamp at all. Tell me if you see more than two colors. And the answer is always no. I don't know what it is about the monocolor scheme of Remnant, but they did this in both games. You will see nothing but all gray, all brown, all white, or all red. And it is like uh, they, have they a do blue not know now, any Paul. other colors. <laughs> I just want to let but you know that was more than two color. colors. It's one color. Yeah. That's yeah. One color. <laughs> that was four colors. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> but only one at a time. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Okay. Any time time. It is all gray, all red, all white. I, I don't know why they choose to do it that way. And for me, it's just hard to look at. That would not prevent me from playing it. Um, for it's me, it's more complaint. so. It's an art style and it does not resonate with everybody. That I, I, like, I admit that. And again, I don't think this game is going to be perfect. But I think what it is, is it's going to be a heck of a lot of fun. A heck of a lot of fun with friends. I think it. the first one caught a lot of people off guard and it's hard to capture in video. You have to play the game and get into mm-hmm. those like boss fights and the experience and stuff like that. We talked about this recently. Ryan actually asked me like, Josh, why do you like, like build crafting and all that stuff so much? Part of what they talk about is the almost infinite builds that you can do in this game with like, hey, here's yes. a weapon with an ability. Here's armor that matters. Here's weapons that matter. Here's rings that matter. Oh, did we talk about your class skills and your different perks that you can equip? And I love that stuff, man. So for me, giving me that much depth on a build, a gear system that is fun, that is consistent, you know, like I said, they actually called it a looter shooter at that point. Although I don't think it technically is it's not like borderlands where stuff is just flinging everywhere but there's no enough it just has to, elements right there's enough to keep you really really going in like a, a good you know uh serotonin level for the rewards and stuff like that i know we got to move on um but i'm just i'm so excited for this game and i i don't maybe i shouldn't be i get it but i can't help it <laughs> well you love the first so you're gonna love this one josh this i have one seems no like doubt. i mean basically all the reviewers have said this is a vast improvement over the first game. <laughs> yeah, as I'm sending screenshots. Paul Guys, how many colors are you seeing on these screens? <laughs> okay, for the for the listeners, Paul is sending us screenshots of the game. <laughs> and they're all they're every, one color. Every, every single <laughs> one. Like I'm taking crazy pills. It's atmosphere, just, Paul. Don't you realize? <laughs> it's a very red just, atmosphere. Everyone is just two colors. Every, every single one. <laughs> Paul, I stand corrected. You are 100% right. <laughs> as long as the colors don't get in the way, then you might enjoy it. Oh, man. All right. Let, let's move into our last story of the week. And I know this is a, a little bit of a shorter one, but Diablo 4 
is in a little bit of a weird place. So a lot of people like me and Josh, we finished up the storyline, dabbled into Nightmare and just kind of hit a wall. We were kind of done. Not sure if we would ever return to Diablo 4. Ryan, I know you still dabble in it here and there on occasion. Well, the new season called Season of the Malignant just started on July 20th and Blizzard had a little bit of a bold strategy, Cotton. They (laughs) uh, decided to nerf every single class, which is a little strange to hear. Like, I understand that I personally had some complaints that Diablo 4 was too easy. So one part of me says, you know what? That actually kind of makes a lot of sense. But at the same time, it's always hard to hear that your build with your class is getting nerfed. Barbarians in particular seem to be kind of nerfed into oblivion. Um, but Ryan, I'm just kind of curious, does this change how you feel about Diablo 4? Because Sorceress was already really restricted in how they could do endgame content. Yeah, I mean, I know you said it's kind of a short one. I, I got like a page and a half. I watched that whole <laughs> of notes. I watched that whole Hit us with it. stream. Like um Barb's definitely got the shaft in this one. Like their the their nerfs were pretty, pretty ridiculous. But I, I mean, going over it all, like the way they tried to um explain it you know they were saying they're 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 not planning on doing a patch like this ever again it was like okay we released the game it's out there we saw how everyone was playing what they were doing and and we want to try to even everything out um i don't know if they accomplished that um they said they're they're lessening the difficulties in the nightmare dungeons but then they're they're nerfing all the characters so i I mean it's it's just it was kind of all over the place. Some of the stuff was pretty substantial, like um, the item affixes, critical strike damage reduced by 17%, vulnerable damage reduced by 40%, lightning critical strike damage reduced by 17%, monsters increased monster HP scaling from 85% to 100% bonus per extra player in the party. So there's like some big changes coming through and there was a huge list that, you know, everyone can go check out. Um, it shouldn't be hard to find on Google, but the, I don't know. It's, it's a lot. I know finding a balance on an online game like that with a big community is always difficult. I, I wouldn't want that job as a developer, you know, to try to, to try to find the balance. Everybody's always going to be mad at you for nerfing them or you buff one guy, the other guys are mad. So I mean, I get it, but I don't know. It, it seems like some of the stuff was overkill. Some of the stuff was underkill. So it's, I guess, kind of we'll see how things play out. But uh, I don't know. I think they went a little overboard on it, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the backlash on this was, a, it was loud, man. Everybody and that swift. was playing <laughs> Diablo was really peeved about these changes. I'm, I'm not playing anymore, so I'll be honest. I can't speak from like a, Uh, like a current player's perspective. I do know that when you get that kind of outcry, there's probably something wrong. I mean, there's always going to be a loud minority of people that are like you said, Ryan, you know, Oh, they nerfed my character and now I'm upset, but it's like, dude, your character was OP anyway. But when you drastically change like the feeling of a game across the board, that doesn't sit well with a lot of people. And I get it, right? Like I can understand from a developer's perspective, like things were a little too easy, guys. We got to slow you down a little bit so you'll play our game longer. Like there's also the business aspect of it, right? Like if everybody's just blowing through all the content, then nobody's going to stick around to keep paying for these cosmetics and these battle passes. And that's how we make our money. 
Oh wait, you mean I paid seventy dollars for Diablo? So you know, <laughs> right. so there. I, I mean, I, there is. I think some of the anger is justified. I do think that you know, tuning things helps if it helps the flow of the game. That was Paul mentioned it. That was one of our complaints. I died a handful of times through the entire campaign. Diablo's supposed to be hard, and I didn't feel like it really was, and that took some of the fun out of it for me. Um, but you know, I think that if you're going to respond with a fireside chat, like they called it or a town hall or whatever they called it, I think you have to say, listen, we understand, but I think what we got is a lot of that PR speak that I find to be grading to a degree Mm -hmm. to where it's like, don't patronize me. You know, don't, talk down to me or try to like sugarcoat this. Just tell me guys, we messed up. We made the game too easy. I know it sucks, but we're fixing that. The gameplay is still going to be really good. The loot will pan out, but it was just too easy. We're sorry. We didn't realize it and we're going to fix it now. And I know that that's kind of what they're going with, with the, we'll never make a patch like this again, but don't famous just, last words. Yeah, by the Just way. shoot yeah. people straight. And I think that goes a little bit. I think it goes over better than the trying to like schmooze and corporate speak your way through everything. Uh, and so I just, I'm not sure I'm a fan of the way they went about it. Well, and that's the thing. Like it's easy to armchair quarterback and just criticize. Like I'm not envious of the position of trying to fix the balancing issues with Diablo. That's a yeah. hard job, but the laziest ways to try to balance things is just to increase mob HP and to just lower the damage that you do. That is like a lazy way of balancing right. the better way to do it is to like rework certain abilities. So that way you have to like relearn maybe how to play a character, but don't just straight nerf and boost stuff. It just seems like you can be a little bit more creative in how you do it. If the problem is that this character is putting out too much DPS, then work out different ways. Like, you know, tinkering with their abilities, uh, moving things around. I don't know. It just seems like you could not be so lazy about it, I guess. I think that's also what gamers don't like. Yeah, I agree. And I laughed at one part, too, where, you know, reading through because I I went and read through the whole list of all the patch notes. And it was just like (laughs) it was like, oh, well, world bosses will drop more uh, health health potions. And it's like, oh, great. Thanks. You nerfed the crap out of me. But now I get more health potions. (laughs) You needed more positive sounding lines in your patch. So it's (laughs) like they came up with something like that. Yeah, I I mean, you know, on the flip side of that, passion is always a good indicator. So if you have these players that are super passionate about anything that that's usually a good sign. It means people really enjoy and care about your game. So even if it's outcry, it's still passion, which means you're doing something right as a game in general. Yeah, that's a good point. Since you and I don't play, Josh, we don't really yeah, care. I don't care. Because we don't really care <laughs> at this point say, about like, Diablo 4. That's not to say I don't care about the gamers that are upset, but what I mean is it doesn't affect me, so I'm not yeah. I'm not outcrying with people because I don't know enough or care enough to outcry. So I, there is a good sign there that so many people got upset by this, so at least they have that. Yeah. Blizzard just seems to be in a little bit of a weird place. Communication with Overwatch 2 ever since... Uh, Jeff Kaplan left has been really strange the, all the Diablo immortal stuff mm-hmm. was communicated weird. I don't know what's going on with blizzard these days, but it, it definitely seems like a very different company than in years yep. past. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that covers all the major news that we wanted to cover here this week. We do want to say thank you to everyone out there for listening. As a reminder, please make sure to swing by multiplayersquad.com where you can check out those Patreon support options and make sure to hit the follow button so that way you get notified of all of our new episodes, which drop every Monday, Thursday, and Saturday. We hope you'll check out those future episodes. And until next time, happy gaming. See ya. All right. See everybody.